Enterprise Management 360, your main source for tech news, analysis, podcasts, and videos for the enterprise. Hello and welcome to the EM360 podcast, where we have a weekly conversation with people here impacting the enterprise tech landscape. My name is Matt Harris, Head of Content here at EM360 and your host on today's episode. And today, I'm joined by Noel Luke. Noel is the Chief Assurance Officer at TrustArc, and we're here today to talk about why a company-wide privacy culture is so important. Noel, welcome to the show. Thank you, Matt, and it's a pleasure to be here. So uh, let me quickly just introduce myself and give a little background. As you mentioned, my name is Noel Luke. I'm the Chief Assurance Officer here at TrustArc, and what I do is... Uh, I oversee our assurance programs that we run out of TrustArc, which is uh, foundational to what our company has done over the years. And what I mean by assurance programs, it's it's typically certifications or verifications to different regulations or privacy frameworks uh, that companies can participate in to demonstrate to third parties uh, or to, to, to manage their programs. Uh, and and have that third party certification to show to um, either customers or or uh, partners or just generally the public. Perfect. So no, yeah. Today I really wanted to kind of pick your brains about you know privacy culture um, and and kind of where that, that that sits in today's landscape. What do we really mean uh, when we say privacy culture, and what benefits can you really start to see in a company when you introduce one? Yeah. So any. Any company that really deals with personal data, which is frankly many or most companies, uh, would benefit from a, a privacy culture. And what I mean when we say privacy culture is it's really a way to embed a privacy program into an organization, right? So that the it is not only, let's say, the privacy office who is responsible or knows about how a company should be respecting data or using data uh, within the organization. And there are a number of benefits that a company can receive from having that privacy culture. Uh, The first one that comes to mind really is reducing risk. When a company has a privacy culture, it means that individuals within the organization outside that privacy office uh, have sort of a shared responsibility and a shared uh, drive to meet strategic initiatives and make sure that they're using data in ways that reduces risk. You know, I think one of the number one causes of security breaches is human error, right? And so having a privacy culture in place possibly reduces reduces that error uh, and then reduces things like security breaches, reducing risk for a company. That's just one example. Uh, another benefit is really building trust. Uh, an organization that's known for respecting privacy uh, or having privacy as a deep default with their within their goods or services really shines through to the consumer. Uh, and then those consumers can then feel safe and comfortable that the company they're working with or or if they're sharing that data, it will be used appropriately. Um, and when when organizations don't do that, it really makes the you know the consumer sort of wary of like working with an organization, even if they want the service, because nobody wants their data to be exposed or misused or to feel taken advantage of. So building trust is really key with one's consumer base. Yeah, and I, I could see why maybe some people would be a little bit apprehensive to kind of 
bring that in you, you obviously don't want to feel like there's a lot more like restrictive kind of regulations uh being being put on you would you kind of say that you know setting these privacy parameters from the outset would really you know allow people to be more freedom in the way that you know they would just be able to focus on other things and get things done without the need of um kind of being worried about regulations yeah absolutely uh, because uh, sort of, uh, one of the other benefits really is is kind of innovation uh, within an organization. Uh, some some do see privacy as restrictive because there's a lot of like rules around what you can and can't do with data, uh, where you can use it, what data you can use, how much you can collect, etc. But really, uh, constraint breeds creativity. Uh, and so if you have different individuals within an organization, let's say marketing or engineering, those individuals know their business best. And uh, if they have a, an awareness of what you know privacy is and how to respect that data, they can then use those constraints to figure out, OK, knowing, knowing, knowing that we have to limit ourselves to using data in this way or just this data allows them to really sit down and think about, well, what are some other creative ways to accomplish the goal that we want? And so I, I think that that just frankly benefits the entire organization because you get this, you know, more creativity, more, uh, you know, more innovation throughout the organization, which benefits everyone. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And, and would you say this is kind of relevant to companies of all sizes then? Or, or do you think that, you know, newer teams at smaller companies may see some other, you know, more unique benefits or more unique challenges? I would say that it, it is relevant to companies of all sizes. Again, I think it's relevant to all any company that, you know, collects personal data and they use collect, you know, very broadly, but any any company, uh, really. For newer, for newer companies, I would say um, it is even better if they can start their company out with a privacy culture because then it can be embedded within that organization from the very start. And they don't have to, they may not have to deal with some of the baggage of previous, previous um, data that they're holding or, you know, procedures they have in place because they can sort of start fresh. So I think for newer companies, uh, it's even, it's even more imperative. And for smaller teams, I think one of the, the challenges for small teams is that um, sometimes smaller teams, everybody is doing, a lot of things. Everybody's wearing multiple hats and it may seem like, oh, privacy is sort of just another one of those hats to wear and maybe there's no time for it. But again, I think the, the advantage of a smaller team is, you know, it, with a privacy culture, there's a lot of sort of interacting with different people and groups and having that um, good communication. And so with smaller teams, sometimes you can have better uh, communication because you can have more informal meetings or just there's less people to reach out to um, and and that that the decision making is sort of more concentrated so you can really have an impact on on how that privacy flows down through the organization got it got it and obviously all of this you know sounds great but in terms of an of an executive really you know championing bringing this in how, how would you kind of allow them to benchmark the success of a privacy culture because it's not is it something that you can really sort of you know tangentially kind of put success on yeah i it is in thinking about how do i bend you know how do you benchmark privacy culture or um it, it is difficult to do i will say or at the outset it seems difficult because 
to do it well means you don't have, you know, you have less, let's say, security incidents or privacy incidents, uh, or to do it well means, you, you know, you're, you, you're trusted in, in, the, in the industry in which you work, um, your consumers trust you, things like that. And so how do you benchmark things like that? I mean, there's a few different ways. So some sort of tangible things I think you can do is you can track like how many privacy incidents have we had in terms of security breaches or security incidences uh, or complaints uh, received from individuals who, you know, you know, asserting that they maybe we've misused their data. Um, how many privacy trainings has the team conducted? Uh, you know, how many, how many, how many, you know, programs are you necessarily uh, certifying to? Like, what frameworks or or validations that you hold? Um, uh, what are the outcomes of the risk assessments you're doing? DPIAs and PIAs. So how many of those? go through smoothly or, or identify errors? Um, how many access requests have you have been made and, and how long does it take to respond to those? Uh, how many enforcement notices have you received? Um, how many updates to the privacy notice? You can sort of track like the, the, the individual things that you do within your privacy program to, to sort of measure the success of the privacy culture because to do all those things, really takes a number of team members within the organization. Got it. Got it. Um, and I guess my kind of final question would be really, you know, how, how can you at TrustArc help someone introduce that privacy culture into their business? Yes. Yeah, so TrustArc has a number of different tools and assurance programs that a company can use to embed that privacy culture within their organization. So we have uh, some consent tools, right? Consent is a big part of using, collecting, et cetera, personal data. And you have to maybe collect consent at different, different parts uh, or different paths along the way. And so we have a number of uh, consent tools, uh, cookie consent tools and uh, individual rights management uh, tools as well. Um, as well as uh, we have some data inventory uh, systems that help a company to, to know sort of the data that exists within their organization, because really that's the, the, the basis, the foundation of any privacy program. Uh, and knowing the data that you have uh, for everybody who's a part of that privacy culture, part of that privacy team um, is really key uh, because that then tells you, leads you to the next steps of, well, what do we need to think about in terms of how we're using this data or what uh, obligations do we have around uh, the, the types of data we collect or where it's going or who accesses it, et cetera. Uh, and also, uh, I would say our assurance program. So these are third-party certifications that we do. And through that process, a company can come to TrustArc, and what we will do is look at sort of what are, what is the privacy program that you have in place, and assess that against some external regulation or framework, and identify here's the gaps that we see in your program. And so um, doing that exercise can really be beneficial because one it allows for different participants within your organization, so you can have people from the marketing team or you can have people from uh, the product team who, who are working with data and embedding data into, into either the products or you know, the marketing materials, uh, participate in that process and, and know sort of what the gaps are in, in, in their procedures. 
So those are just a number of ways that, you know, TrustArt can help with helping to embed a privacy culture into a business. And, and how people kind of, uh, how kind of optimistic are people about this at the moment? You know, do, do you feel like there's a pretty positive outlook in general on privacy cultures? Or do you feel like there are some perhaps misconceptions that are holding a lot of companies back from really implement, implementing them? I think there is a there are some misconceptions. You know, I think, um, you know, sometimes I think maybe it's driven by the privacy office. I mean, that seems natural since they're the ones, you know, responsible directly for privacy. But, you know, what I've seen is that there are individuals within different parts of the organization who see the benefit of it. And I think it's the, the most successful way to embed it in a culture is to really seek out sort of privacy champions within an organization, starting with the people who are maybe naturally curious. Because uh, if you can get people who are uh, naturally curious or have, you know, are self-driven to participate, they can help within their own departments to have that, that information be shared amongst them, right? If you have somebody on the engineering team who is, is interested in seeing how, how, how do we shift the things that we do based on the data we collect, um, they can then speak to their engineers and have that discussion with, you know, and speak in sort of engineering terms to their teammates. Um, so I think that that's really the best way to do it is to have privacy champions that the privacy office can then support, um, support those efforts. Nice one. Thank you for that. And, and final question for you today, Noel. Um, let's say, um, you know, there's someone out there who's C-level, uh, they really want to get this started and they're kind of unsure on how to get people as enthusiastic about privacy and as you know responsive about privacy as they are. Um, what kind of advice would you have for, for those people? Yeah, so you know, I would say for those executives, um, again, find privacy champions, but also I think if you have examples that you can give people of you know the impact of of using personal data either correctly or incorrectly, right? Like showing here's what it looks like when we, when we're able to successfully, you know, implement our privacy program. What it means is we meet strategic objectives. We, our customers are happier. Our products, you know, are differentiated in the marketplace and, and pointing out all those benefits that come along with embedding privacy into a culture. Or, you know, if, if there, there's also the sort of stick method, which is, Here's the risks if we don't, you know, and here's the things we want to to avoid. We want to avoid security breaches. We want to avoid uh, being that company that everybody uh, doesn't trust. Uh, so I, I think there's sort of the, the carrot and the stick there. Um, and just sharing that with, again, either privacy champions or, or a group of people who can then help to evangelize that uh, is really useful. Perfect. Noel, thank you so much for uh, coming on to the podcast today. It's been a pleasure. Thanks, Matt. And also thank you to everyone who listened as well. We hope you took a lot away from the episode, but for further information on what we talked about, please head on over to trustark.com. That's A-R-C.com. We'll be back next week with another episode in our podcast series, but until then, make sure you subscribe to this podcast on all major platforms. Follow the conversation on our socials at EM360Tech on Twitter and LinkedIn. And for more great daily content, please head on over to em360tech.com.